From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Uh-huh. It's just they don't light we're up. We're on, we're on, we're on. Okay. <laughs> Our on buttons are off. I mean, they, they don't light up anymore. Attention engineering. Ray Ray, need you to come in. Uh, operation room one, please. Operation room one. Welcome in, everybody. How you doing? Hey, hey, good morning. Yeah, it is the uh, 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 windy, big and wild outdoor day today. If you're going to go out on your boat or your kayak or canoe, uh, yeah, better be a little careful. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Humidity, another cold front pushing through on Sunday. Not going to change the humidity. Not going to change jack crap. Last weekend of turkey season. It is, and it was like whoa, a mad scramble whoa, yesterday. Whoa. Everybody out there uh, trying to in find Florida. ammo for oh, the last Okay, for the last thank day. you. In Florida, there is the rest of the United States. Um, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I don't know who you are. What are you doing in here? Uh, taking a day. Well, I can't say I'm taking a day off of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> because after the show, yeah. I'm going back. Let me talk in a language you'll understand. You and everybody else, they're, they're like getting out. Oh, that's going to make him run. I'll make him run. Why would that make him run? I'll make him run. Do a purr. Do something nice and soft. Talk to him. There you go. That'll make him fall in love. That'll make him fall in love with you. Welcome back. Bill George is in the studio. He finally gave us a uh, a nice day. He graced us with his presence before he goes running back out into the out into the uh, wild greens of Florida to see if he can't kill one of them Osceola birds. Well, I, no, I, don't, I, I don't know. You've already uh, haven't you already limited out yet? Well, that's that's open for discussion. Okay. Or interpretation, as some may he, say. He might have limited it out, but that doesn't mean he can't guide some people. That, no. Well, it, uh, okay. Yeah, because I could have swore that I saw two pictures with uh, two birds. Yeah, he was carrying one for somebody. Oh, is that what it was? Let. There's there's room for interpretation on the rules. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Yeah, oh, it's I, good to have you back. Yeah. I, just, you do, do you care to explain uh, the interpretation of the rules, or is oh. this something super secret that only you get to learn in the Bill George uh, circus of? It, uh, it just so happens to be for me how they, and and this is something where I wanted them to clean it up and make rules a little bit more cut and dry. But where you have the state bag limits, it says these bag limits do not apply to WMAs. WMA limits are set in WMA rules. So oh, okay. there's, a way, there's a way when you turn around and if you read that for the words it says, these don't apply, go over here. And so as long as you're following the limits in the WMA, then you're fine. <laughs> Really? So, but on private land, two birds, you're done. Two birds, done. 
two birds, you're you're they're done. You go home. Yep. Thanks for coming down and playing. Yep. And can you kill both of those birds at the same time? On private land, yes. What? On private land, you can. On public land, it depends on the WMA. Once again, um, an example, Green Swamp West is a one bird per permit hunt. Yeah. Okay, so if you had multiple permits, you could kill two birds at the same time. So if you have multiple permits, but most people don't have multiple permits for that at the same time. But like a green swamp is one per day. Well, but then you could drive to Richland and you can shoot the second one in Richland if you killed the first one in Green Swamp. It's it's convoluted. It's con- it, it, let, let's yeah, make it this is simple. because I've I've have to admit that I've lost money on that deal because I argued with somebody the other day. That you can't shoot, because I've been told for the last couple of years you can't shoot. You can shoot two birds in the same day, but you can't shoot two birds on the same hunt. Oh, at the same time? Why not? I that was what I. That's why I couldn't never understand. You didn't phone a friend. I think most of the majority. Well, I of, didn't. You just lost money. I just, <laughs> no, I just there's missed opportunities. Uh, I always thought that Mrs. You know, Swindle. He left money on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people always assume that it was, uh, you know, one per day, uh, two per season, uh, two allowed in your possession. So, um, but you know, they tried to go the same, make it simple and easy to understand. Uh, if you make it complicated uh, for the uh, for the most part, I think most people are happy with that being that and it is. But. Well, if you're on a management area and two gobblers come walking out and they're beating the crap out of it and you line them up and you kaboom and you shoot them both, that, that's it, you're done? In in the vast majority of places, if you're on a management area, you are illegal. Right. If you shot two. Okay. But so if you're on private ground, you're good. You're fine. Yeah, if you're on private land, you can kaboom, shoot them both. But then you're you're really, really done because now as you really pointed, want to hug you. Because as you pointed out, if you're on a management area – Depending on the amount of permits that you have and what is allowed on that management area, that could be totally different than yeah. what it is on private land. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I get to take a group of rookies out tomorrow, and that just makes my that just made my day. Is all I'm going to say. Because yeah, you're no, on no, that package six that, six that, one come that, in. That, let's you could try for four, but listen, if you have youth who are not used to it. Oh no! There's do yeah. not even entertain no that thought in their mind until if you if you the get, possibility presents itself. No, if you get if you get the shot and there, you got two dead turkeys. Oh yes, over there with the two kids, and the other one stay standing around. Oh, let's get then on. you can tell them to shoot. Do not yeah. start getting no. Wild, we're not going to get west. Yeah, we're not going to get western about it. But it's like I tried to tell, or should I say, Carlos which, is Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. One of the people going is a twenty-year-old young man who has and, about as much experience as Alan. Yeah, yeah, but he can shoot. He's been under the tutelage. He's good. But he, uh, well, hey, don't. I mean, obviously, we're eating the fruits of. The nine-year-old's labor this morning. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> so, just saying, it, it, when it comes to shooting quick, oh yeah, at, at a target that's moving, it's it's not. Well, it's it is like easy. I tried to tell them yesterday. 
we were talking about it. We we're kind of getting our idea because we're going over to stay at the lake and trying to use the last weekend at Lake Wales to whack a couple turkeys, and that's what I laughed and told them. These two are going to shoot first. If one happens to stay around and I do a little bit of fighting purring and all that, he decides he wants to run in there and get a couple of uh, – Cheap shots. Yeah. A, a couple of uh, you kick my rear end for the last – six months you know deal on another one then we're just going to pass the gun over to the small one and see what happens kaboom get her done well you got her done last week uh you went out there and uh shot one out from underneath your son and well, did, <laughs> did you I did. Uh, did you uh i noticed you you know you texted us and said we're going to stay out and try to get another one for him did you did that ever happen or I, no no i turned around and you we, realize how long he's been waiting to get you on this, right? Well, no, I, I he admitted it. So oh, I, he, I did, I did. But see, I did, but you know, I've been accused <laughs> of it. But that's all right. I'll take the hit. I'm okay. Well, the, it started out where, of course, I didn't hear any gobbles, but my son and my buddy both were hearing the gobbles because mm-hmm. they could hear. And I, right now, even my hearing's much worse than it usually is with this Bell's palsy right now. But uh, they were hearing birds, and, oh, he's over here, and we start going to that one, and then there's this other one goblin, and which one do you go to? And then when we're going to that one, we kick another gobbler out of the tree, and he won't even one that was goblin, and it's like, you know. And uh, we never got on them at fly-down time. Uh, they got quiet. We didn't push it, but... I'll turn around and put, tell the rest of the story as soon as we come back. That seems to be the theme this year. A lot of them uh, shutting down early or not talking at all or not coming in at all. It was. Uh, it's been a rough year. It's been rough, I know. It's been a tough one, especially for a newbie. All right, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George, Diego, hanging out with you this morning in the studio. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see him on this miserable, windy day today. Get yourself at least a ray of sunshine in your brand new car or truck, right? We'll be right back. Come on, come on! Come on, come on! Don't you come back in here empty-handed! You were over there with the biscuits and sausage, and you didn't bring any back. Seriously. You were just over there feeding your face, talking Correct. with Diego, and, you know, you didn't, like, go, hey, you know, maybe I should bring a couple back over for the guys. It's all right. I'll let y'all have y'all's. I'm going to go try some here in just a minute. Dude, I had, I, they're small, so you should at least brought one back, Bill. Come on, man. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to touch, touch your food. Dude, I don't care. I, I've seen your truck, and if uh, we have a diet of whatever it is that's been in there, we're all good. We're, we're, oh, we're that's, fine. that's another story. Yeah. That's a Carlos moment yeah, there. We're fine. But um, uh, Jonathan graced us this morning with uh, a nice big giant pan of of uh, Owl's Wild Meats prepared pork one of our, sausage. One of our fine sponsors for the Big and Wild Outdoors. And uh, delicious... Uh, Ava, who got this one? Allie. Allie shot that one. and First uh, pig. He said, uh, that was the big white pig that I showed you the video of. And I said, isn't it weird that as soon as you told me that, I pictured a white pig in my head, but yet it didn't stop me from chewing. 
<laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do the. Oh my gosh, just had a face one time. Oh, I, oh, I to can't. Quote, hear. To quote one of our favorite people, "Long live the beast." The beast is dead. That yeah. is true, but uh, it's delicious sausage. Uh, Jonathan prepared it last night on his uh, little grill and brought it in with a big old pile of biscuits. I know. And, I actually uh, oven that stuff. Oh well, whatever. I don't care. It's right. delicious and it's nutritious. And I've only had two, so um, I, thought, I was hoping Bill George would bring one back to me, but <laughs> apparently, uh, heck no. It's well, not. You can get happen. up for the next break. Well, th- thanks, uh, Dad. Uh, uh, I appreciate it. But uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about Bill George's uh, turkey adventures, and apparently, so far, we're at the point of. No birds coming in. Birds yeah. up in the trees. Birding run one of them that way. Run one that way, and nothing. And we're at the point of well, total we, confusion now. We sat down and we were close enough that we thought, well, maybe we'll just sit here and call and wait, wait for them to fire back up. And we sat there and did a little bit of calling. Called in two nice deer about run, run me over. Not run me over. Walked walked right past me. But for some reason, they picked my son out from a long way out and every time that one doe would walk and go down to eat it pick his head up and look straight at him mm-hmm. so checking just, him out testing it just, him it just fed by but every time it picked his head up it looked straight at him almost walked next to me what was he wearing what made him stand out different than you i think it was the face mask had come down on his face exposing the majority of his his face uh-huh. so i think she picked that out you really? But, so it uh, was just two does or a doe and a buck? Just, it was just two does, right. two, a doe and a yearling. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, they walked right by. That was kind of nice. And then right after they walked by, the gobbler fired back up down in a swamp. So uh, we moved in a little closer. And when you get close enough where I hear them good, you know they're close. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we sat down there. And uh, my buddy sat behind us. My son sat to the right. I sat to the left. And the turkey was down and off to the right. But when it came in, gobbling and strutting, it circled more to the left. And I said to myself, as I'm watching it come in, I could have shot it a good ways out there. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. If it comes to the left of this tree, it's my turkey. If it goes to the right, I'll let it go to my Your son. choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it went to the left, and I turned around. I, I shot it about 30 yards to me, which for him was maybe like 35, but there was three trees in, in the between, way. Yeah. But at one point, I was like, I'm watching this turkey come in, and I, I, I mean, he's all fanned out, and he's beautiful. And the next thing I know, it looked like he was crawling on the ground, and I couldn't figure out what he was doing. And after I shot him... I realized there was a great big ditch there that he walked through, and and all you could see was the top of his back. You just couldn't see his legs. You, you couldn't see any of it. <laughs> it's the levitating turkey. So now I gotta ask this because uh, your son was out there with you. Uh, he's gotten turkeys before, yes. Yes. Okay, so did he see the bird at all? And oh no, was he, he watched a- it. He he was watching it. It you just, guys, were you talking at all? Were you like no, going, are you taking we were, him? Are you taking him? Or? We were like 20 yards apart. We well, you like, can still talk. You can be like, are you shooting him? No, shoot no, him, I'm shoot not him, talking. No, because for him to talk, for me to be able to hear, we'd be yelling back and forth. So, but uh, no, we didn't We didn't talk at all. We just turned around and 
I kind of was expecting him to shoot at some point, and I'm sure he was expecting me to shoot. <laughs> so it's the waiting game, and somebody and, pulled and, the trigger. And, and I did, because a lot can go wrong turkey hunting, especially when you don't have a blind. You don't, I mean, you're just out there sitting next to a tree. Uh-huh. You know, that turkey sees one wrong thing, and he, he, he can get gone uh, quick. Yeah, something doesn't look right. Nope. So yeah. I'm out. And those, obviously, he hadn't been hunted that hard because usually, <laughs> <The old> putt-putt. <laughs> usually, if you're uh, that exposed, if it's one that's been hunting for a while, they give you that big hairy eyeball, kind of like what that doe was doing. They'll they'll give you that little test where they'll kind of like look like they're gonna give look you away. That, it's the putt. I, when you ah. hear the putt, you better make your mind up about yep. what you're gonna do. Yeah, if you hear but, that, but yeah, it's like, oh boy, here we go. But this particular turkey, I mean, he he's a good. Uh, full gobbler. He only had like a seven and something inch beard, but um, three quarter inch spurs. He was nothing, nothing you two year old. But he was a dead turkey. Yeah, and he's delicious. And he was. He turned around. He ended up going. My son took him to uh, cook up for uh, his girlfriend and their parents. So um, that that went there. And I cleaned a turkey. And I, this is a Carlos moment. When I got done cleaning the turkey, it was time to go to camp and break down camp. So I cleaned the turkey, put it in a, a bag, and I threw it in the back of my truck because I'll, I'll take it out to the woods and I'll put it out there. Where Now, are you skinning them and just breasting them, or are you taking... All the le- all legs, thighs, wing, everything goes, okay? There's but are not you much... skinning them or are you plucking them? Skinning them. Okay. Okay. And we turn around and... Uh, I took them to take them out to Green Swamp. Well, when I got out to Green Swamp, I immediately started working on camp. And I didn't realize. Oh, and I forgot about that dang turkey carcass in my truck. And it was two days later, and it was stinking. And I could what? not figure out what was stinking so bad in my truck. You and the squirrels, man. <laughs> That's exactly the case. <laughs> and then I turned around, and my wife was like, oh, my gosh. She got in there at one point, and it's like, and all I could think of is at the end of camp, somebody played a joke and hid something in my truck. Mm-hmm. Left a bologna sandwich in there or something? No, this, was, uh, this would have been something dead, you know? Uh-huh. But uh, I turn around and when grumpy I finally... Your, grumpy your old I, man, you got the little perks. I was, exactly. looking, <laughs> See, exactly. I was looking in the front seat, the back seat, everywhere I was stubborn oh my stuff. Gosh. And then when I found that thing finally in the back, it's like, oh. So... So did you take it no, out wait and a uh, it cook went, it? I went, the carcass? No. <laughs> you didn't make some soup out of it? No, no, uh, no bone no, meal no. soup or it anything was, like that? There wasn't much le- meat left on that carcass when nah, I'm done. There was enough to stank up that truck. But uh wish a lot of my buddies, they're off in other states, and one's down in Mexico right now hunting goulds. My buddy Doc, he's down there hunting goulds. Uh, he had guided a couple of people, one uh, inch Nine sixteen spurs. He shot one himself. Inch and nine sixteen spurs. I mean that that's a dang good bird. There. Those fancy smancy um, peacock turkeys down there. Oh my gosh, they were they were nice looking. Spurs. You know what? I don't know anybody who's ever uh, come back with uh, stories of how delicious they taste. I think everybody literally takes them just strictly uh, for trophy birds. I mean, do they skin them out and well, they probably bring the hide like back? They are with Africa or anywhere else. They probably eat them while they're down there because they can't bring them back across the lines. Yeah, well, you can't bring that back, I guess, if it, unless it's prepared or smoked or cooked a certain way or something like that, or packaged or whatever. 
don't know. My <clears throat> buddy down there is right now with the people who are uh, Pale Horse Productions. They're down there doing a thing on where Lovett did a lot of his work down there in Mexico, trying to do do a Lovett flavor story right now. Down so, there to go shoot a Gould? Well, yeah, they're going to go down and hunt Goulds, but Lovett was down there doing some turkey work at one point. Right. So yeah. they're there to go talk about that and do a little story about that. Well, that'd be nice. Get out there and kill a few of those birds so, down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think I think my buddy watched 19 birds go down, and then there was a miss and a pass. You know where a pass that, a pass where a guy just decided it wasn't what he was looking for. Jake or something going by or yeah. whatever. Okay. Uh, well, now you're not done, so obviously you're going to be heading to Pennsylvania here pretty soon. Or uh, I head to PA on Friday yeah. for the opening day Saturday. That's what I figured. And so that means what? You won't be here next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah. And then at the end of May, the last two weekends of May, I'm up there for that last week. We have we have a whole bunch of people come rendezvous back up for camp again, and we do the end of the season up there. So there will be a few. Appar- apparently there's something that he's going to miss that's he was going to harass somebody about. Oh, yeah. You remember? Let's test. Let's test Braden's mental prowess. Okay, here we go. What are, what's next weekend? <clears throat> I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> See, what do you mean? What's what's next weekend? How can you forget this? What do you mean? How can you I are the it? responsible agent? No, I'm not. Of this show. Yes. What, what what's next weekend? If it ain't the, the Panfish Challenge, I don't know. It's the Trinity where... Sportsman's Clay Shoot at Fishhawk. Oh. Yeah, well, that's changed so many times. You can't no, put that on me. Change, it changed once. No. With COVID to, this, COVID that. Don't you put that on me, Ricky this. Bobby. That's right. <laughs> I, you put I, that on me. Uh, listen, Diego's going to get all the podcast footage from this, and and you've talked Mark about it. Mark the tape, Diego. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mark it. Mark yeah, the tape. Yeah, so I don't next know weekend is the clay shoot for Trinity Sportsman. And you're not going to be here. And I'm not going to be there. So what does that mean is going to happen? That means, I don't know, we'll be here in the studio? No. Carlos will not lose to Bill George with his own gun this year. Wow. It'll be the first year in years he won't lose. So we're broadcasting from out there? We're supposed to be broadcasting from out there. Oh, yes. No one says anything to me. And I just talked to Ray no, Ray this did, past week. You didn't listen Ray to Ray's nothing. like, what are you doing here? Do you need equipment? And I was like, nah, I'm not going to need equipment until June. Hey, we're fine. You we don't lied. Need no. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm going to get me some sausage and biscuits. Yes. That's all I know. And, uh, and I ain't bringing nothing back in here. Well, Jonathan, if you want one, I'll give you one. And maybe we'll talk to Mac. Mac's getting ready to hit. Uh, Mike's daughter Max getting ready to fish in a tournament here today. Fishing today in a tournament. Yeah, in Homer yep. Sasser. Yeah. Oh boy! Wait, so. is that is that why they were at the bar the other night? I guess they were getting tuned up, ready to go. Prep. Probably. Captain's meeting. Yeah, Captain's <laughs> taking a break. It is a big wild outdoors. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hang on.
going as fast as I can. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody. It's the big Mother of Pearl. Ah, big of all outdoors, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, breathe, and Bill George breathe. is back in the studio, and Diego's here as well. Well, y'all are doing good. At least you're saving some, so if uh, Steve Austin shows up, he wants a, a piece or two. He, he might, might grab a biscuit, but, um, you know, uh, he's pretty picky on his sausage stuff, but, you know, he, he doesn't know what he's missing. It's all good. During the break, I'm, oh, you know what? Let me give you a number here. Um, Diego, I'm, I'm going to. I brought up the uh, subject while we were hovering over the food station in the next room. We were sitting here uh, fixing our uh, I don't sausage. Know. You kind of look like an NBA center in there trying to get a rebound. I was just trying to shove some sausage and some biscuit. You're over there, uh, you know, Julia Childing years, you know, where you whip out the knife and cut it and make sure that the mustard is spread just perfect and everything and all. I'm just trying to get something in because I know we got like four minutes. So I'm trying to shove it in and get it in, get it in, get it done. But. So I was talking to Bill George. I said, hey, man, do you uh, have, like, uh, some meat, carcasses, stuff like that, some uh, Osceola left over in your... Listen, right after the conversation of the carcass being left in the back of my truck, don't don't ask me if I got carcasses in my freezer. You want to know if I have any turkey meat. Yeah, well, meat in the freezer, any of that kind of stuff like that, so that we could... Uh, uh, I'd like to see Al maybe see if he could do some Osceola like meat sticks type stuff. I mean, it's meat. All he's got to do is grind it up, get it in I, there, get it in the sausage. You, and, uh, you said that, and if we are successful tomorrow, I'm very, very intrigued now to try. I am too. Maybe you can make it like a Slim Jim or something, well, nice and spicy. How are you? Now, let me ask you a question. How are you skinning your birds? Because I had a guy the other day that told me he's figured out a new technique. As far as he takes the beard off, cuts the beard off, and then he runs, puts the two fingers in here, kind of like you do when you're splitting a deer open. From the bottom up? And lays lay, the turkey's laying. You lay the turkey, course, on its back. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the whole go right down the middle of the breast, kind of like you do when you're gutting a deer. And you do the whole deal like this with a knife, so that way you don't bust any of the innards or anything like that when you're... No, no, there's... There's a way my buddy has, and and like I said, my buddy he usually kills about 19 birds a year. 19. So he can skin one with his eyes closed. Uh, yeah, and there's <laughs> there's some techniques that he uses that is is really really unique. Um, down to when you when you're going into the breast, there's a vein, a uh, series of veins that feed the mm-hmm. the wing in that. There's a way you can turn around and and just. As you're cleaning it, you you just run your finger and expose those, and then you take your knife and you actually cut just a small snippet of meat out with that vein, and it just pops everything. It, it, it never bleeds, huh. so so you don't end up where all of a sudden all that blood just rushes out in the meat that you're trying to clean. It it just it's just really amazing. But, That's the uh, way you do. I always you cut the beard off, whatever it is you want to keep, split it down the middle. Lay it on its back. Take your two hands. Put it on either side of the breast. Push on either side. Just pop it right out. I mean, unless you're going to keep the wings or anything, then you just yeah. Uh, we we keep everything. And right. that way, you uh, snap them off, and then uh, you know pull the hide down over the legs, clip clip with a couple of shears, and you got basically yeah. uh, breast, back, legs. Not really too much on the wing thing, but uh, everything else is left well, behind. But. You gotta you gotta understand. With me, I try and get everything to somebody who uses it. The 
the oh, wing nothing feathers, left behind, the yeah. wing feathers go to somebody who's making arrows. The wing bones go to somebody who's making wing bone calls. The wing meat turns around, you just cut it up, you put it in with your grinder or whatever type of meat that you're using for like a soup or something along that line. But well, like ours, I mean. What are you doing with tail feathers? You donating them to the Native Americans who are every year begging for them? There, there is a lady who has some portion of Native American that does make stuff out of the turkey feathers that we yeah. we get some of them. I know too. there are tribes all the time here. They always, you know, they'll take donations of uh, tail feathers so they can make fans and things like that with them. Uh, that's every. I, they used to put out a little post every year. You know, hey, all you turkey hunters, attention! If you, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's a Jake or something, or uh, you know, you're not going to mount it, uh, we'd be more than happy to take your tail feather donations. Yeah, we we, t- I try and put everything to a use somewhere. I mean that that animal gave its life up, you know, for us to eat. And but if I can maximize the yield to something else, so that, you have places for like the wing feathers and stuff like that. What do you mean places? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just asking yeah. that question because if we put some birds on the ground tomorrow, yeah. I don't mind yeah. plucking them and stuff like that. And well, you don't. You just run your knife right down underneath the. I'm gonna have to show you a video of how to clean a turkey. What the, he's got a he's got his own method that he does. Yeah, no, no. But, I just but, know the ways I've done it in the past. There's, I remember. I remember in camp of um, a million years ago, two guys killing turkeys, and. Uh, Sitting out there on the back of the tailgate of the truck, plucking those dang things, those feathers floating around. My, I mean, they had them all over the camp for the next man, week and a half. Man, uh, they were everywhere. I'll tell the story, and one of them might be one of them might be listening right now because I got something to mention in the eight o'clock hour that she's doing today. But my mother and my sister, we had I I partook in the fall harvest of a gobbler one year with my thirty alt six rifle. That'll work, <laughs> and proceeded to think that uh when i shot i was shooting for the head and the neck well i thought i basically hit him head and neck but i it was a grazing shot because i knew i wouldn't if i would have hit him solid with a 165 grain boat tail there would have been no head left and you know i'm thinking yay we got a turkey and my grandmother's old school pluck it you know every feather and every does she pin, wet it first or uh, every every pin feather every feather you pull right, it by hand right and <laughs> we killed a they killed a deer or two that night and we killed a hog <laughs> so I was over skinning the deer and the hogs and my mother and my sister proceeded to say we'll we'll take care of the turkey and they're standing over there and they dive into that turkey and start plucking it well apparently I must have just him hauled him right base of the neck and of course the way he was standing and you obviously know where their innards sit they innards don't sit in the breast fyi for everybody on a turkey they sit on their back so between let's just say he had a bunch of acorns and guts and everything else that was blood well that way he makes it easier to clean later on and that 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 was two women that they were standing over there going About every two seconds. I, I remember I, I got to, I plucked a bunch of deers, uh, a doves one time in the backyard, uh, throwing all the feathers in the canal, and I only got to do that one time. Nice. Because we had a raft of feathers basically floating back and forth for an extremely long time in the uh, canal. It's amazing how long they last. And, and my father was like, don't ever do that again, you idiot. And I was like, okay. 
I won't. I won't do it that way. I'm sorry. Well, I, I'd be interested to see this video of your newest uh, technique. There's no twist. There's no uh, dip. There's no slide your hands behind the back and run it up and down. Or there's some technique in there. Uh, mainly when you get the legs off, how you make three little snips with the knife and then pull the whole leg right off. There you go. Boom. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get Al on the phone after the break, and we'll uh, we'll see if maybe he can make some turkey sausage. That'd be interesting. Open up a whole new summer springtime genre for him when he's trying to get the heck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Calling uh, Al during the break and had to leave a message. He might be uh, sleeping in today, or he might be working. Uh, I, you know, who knows? But uh, maybe he'll give us a call. A he bit might later be on. hiding too. <laughs> that is that is true because usually in the springtime is uh, when he tries to take some time off from uh, all the grind of getting all that deer and all hog the grind. and all the grind of getting her done, man. Uh, like what you uh, did there. Yeah, he's uh, working his butt off out there doing a great job. Al's Wild Meats down there in Riverview. <clears throat> great I, guy. I do. I probably have a few bags of turkey meat in my freezer. Yeah, and he, maybe you could mix it up with some gator and uh, do a the gator, turkey jerky, a turkey gator uh, blend. Yeah, the cost you fifty dollars a bag. Sure. <laughs> Go for that. Take this, Jack Links. <laughs> oh gosh, can you imagine what the price of that would be? Uh, alligator jerky, seriously. Alligator they turkey make, jerky. They make it. They make alligator jerky. There are some people. I think it's Alligator Bob that was over in the Plant City area or something. Alligator Bill or something like that. Um, one of the things he does is a lot of times in the alligator meat processing. The legs and that are not highly sought after mm-hmm. for the restaurant industry. That that meat is what goes to make the jerky with, mm-hmm. and so he gets that meat at a fairly and the leg meat's probably price. some of the better meat on the alligator, in my opinion. Well, that's what you uh, sous vide and brought in here, wasn't it? Yeah. That was leg meat. Yeah, that stuff was awesome. It was delicious. Well, it might have been the way you cooked it too, but I mean, it was it was really really good. I don't know if he gives us a call, we'll we'll we'll, we'll break it down a little bit. Uh, in case you uh, didn't catch the news or you do not receive the FWC newsletter, I uh, got the uh, Friday update on the red tide status here within the uh, Bay Area. And right now it's in uh, current conditions in the uh, southwest Florida area over the past week. Uh, the K. Brevis was observed at very low to low concentrations in Manatee County, background to medium concentration in Sarasota County. And very low medium concentrations in Charlotte County and very low and low concentrations in Lee County with a background of low concentrations in Collier County. North uh It's everywhere. The northeast uh, northwest Florida over the past week, not observed. Along the Florida East Coast over the past week, not observed. And it says here that uh, multiple fish kills suspected to be related to red tide were reported over the past week in Sarasota and Charlotte counties. 
uh, it says for more details, uh, you can click on the Research Saltwater Health Fish Kill Hotline. But it uh, doesn't see anything doing too bad here in the uh, Tampa Bay area. I've heard conflicting reports. So now I just read the official report. What What is the conflicting reports that you heard? Well, they said that there's been red tide, uh, that an algae bloom has been spotted uh, from uh, around the Piney Point area that they're being that they're concerned about, which we addressed last week on last weekend show that uh, they didn't seem to find any concentrations of anything that was going to affect any fish, and no fish were uh, dead so far, listen, floating up listen. from the incident. So it doesn't matter what reality is; it's what you want to make the story out to be. And I'm sure there are going to be some people who try to use that to extend the closure and and whatnot, but. It is time for the closure to go away, but I, I understand that. I mean, I'm in agreement with that. I think that um, I had uh, four people come in yesterday and uh, renew their fishing licenses, and they all said the same exact thing. They said, "Usually, I buy a sportsman's license every year, but this year I'm just going to go ahead and get the shoreline fishing license." For salt water, which is free. So the state didn't make any money off of any of those four individuals right there. Because they're like, why bother? Uh, you know, I mean, you can't keep nothing. Can't go out here. Can't do anything. And uh, shoreline fishing, I can go anywhere I want to. Go fish around a seawall. Go ever. Go have some fun. Do the same thing. So it, well, it's one of those deals where I think they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. The more and more uh, they wait. But. The but more and more people renew their license that don't go get what they used to get. You got to understand, they turn around, they had an extreme uptick in the number of people who bought licenses during the COVID time. Mm-hmm. So they don't see themselves as shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, we got so many new people. But what they may not have is a sustainable person where the people that you just referred to are sustainable. They were there year in, year out. And we took them for granted. We we took that license sale for granted. And I think the people who were only out there during the time of COVID, they're not going to necessarily stay well, when they have a job to go back to. That's when true. they have everything else going back on in their life. And so what I think you're going to possibly end up with is later on a dip back below the level that we were well, at and beforehand. You, you made a great point several months ago. I think Braden said it also. Your Pittman Robertson stuff. Oh yeah, is you've seen such a, a dramatic uptick in people because I mean, let's face it, with the COVID thing, what else did they have to do but to go fishing and grow hunting and do all the other stuff? Which, if you don't know, a portion of those fishing rods. Uh, the fishing gear, all uh, the tackle well, box, the the cooler, everything that you're buying, a portion of that well, goes to the Pittman said it, Robinson. You've said it best before. We're the only, our deal is the only thing that you do outdoors-wise, be it fishing and hunting, we tax ourselves. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, we, the, the, it, you said it, with the parks, with people that go out tax, there. You, no, the we're, we, we, well, what I'm trying to say is we willingly pay what we're paying what we're paying for our products to use the original conservatives came up with that idea the conservation is which were the hunters and fishermen so there's always a way to take care of the parks and the the wmas and stuff like that 
and wetlands that we can't even hunt. Yeah, things like and that. I mean, that's uh, to me. I think that's the best way to do it. Is kind of a suit is uh, putting things together. Is like Braden said. You know, you've got the way you do it, and I'm starting to do it, and other people like Mike and everybody else is getting involved with, you know, voicing our opinions at the commission meetings. But, I mean, also, I think, hey, at the end of the day, the bottom line is the bottom line. And that's, the to me, seems like the quickest way you get these people's attention is when you start cutting into their budget money and, <laughs> you know. Well, they can make up that shortfall pretty quickly if they would take our suggestion and uh – I think a lot of uh, sportsmen around the country are also making the same suggestions to their DNRs, which is oh, it's going on all you, over the if country. If you step foot on a management area, then you should have a management stamp. I don't care if you're going out there to go hike for the day, or if you're going to go ride horses for the day, ride bicycles for the day, ride your ATV for the day. You, whatever it is, you should have a management you, stamp. You would laugh when you I next... go to Hillsborough State Park. When I go there to take my kids to Hillsborough State Park, I have to pay before I go my my drive my butt in there. You mean you don't have to only pay if you're going there to fish? No. And if I go or to hunt? Fort, if I go to Fort DeSoto now, you know, when it used to be free and open and everything else, you want to go step foot out on Fort DeSoto, you pay before you go in there. It's it's no different. So I don't understand why a management stamp, if you're gonna go be able to use that land. You should have to do the same well, hoops as we do if we're going to go out there to go hunt. It's like I said, like you're saying, you can see it all over the country. I got an email from the uh, New Mexico DNR like, hey, you coming? we're wanting to see you. you buying a license this year? Are you coming hunting this year? You know, I mean, how are you doing? Yeah, really. <laughs> how are things going? Are you COVID-free? Are you coming back? I mean, in the old days, think about all the springs that you, you, know, that you can go visit that you got to pay at the gate. There's no free ride to go in there and splash around for the day, even if you're just going to go there and take pictures. Maybe it's a little too chilly and you don't want to get in the water, but you want to go walk around the trail or do whatever. doesn't matter. You still got to pay. Well, for, for those people who truly care, they should be buying that stamp if they're using it, even if they're not required. I look to. at it this way. If, if you have the mindset to where you're capable of thinking that if you go buy an elk tag, and not use it, it'll save an elk, then why wouldn't you have the same mentality to say, I'm going to buy a management stamp to be able to go and, and enjoy a management area, knowing that that money's going to go to help out, maintain, and keep that management area rolling? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but, you know, the vast majority of people, if you were a, if it was a voluntary pay to go to Disney World, how many people would actually volunteer to pay to go to Disney World? If you wanted to go do the activities within Disney World, because some people might go, hey, you know what? I get to go in there. I'm only going to go in there and do uh, Space Mountain and then go uh, Haunted Mansion. And that's about it. So you think of the same way of a hunter. I'm going in for deer season. I'm going in for turkey season. And that's it. You won't see me for the rest of the year. Well, so I'm there twice and I've, I've paid my money for the year. What's your question, sir? What other things would you change with hunting in the state of Florida if you had an opportunity to put input in? <clears throat> Some of the things they've uh, they've already implemented. Of course, I've always streamed, screamed for uh, antler restrictions, at least a minimum, in the state of Florida. I used to beg them every year. I would write the commissioners. So you the, got it. You got uh, what you wanted. I would write the emails, and I would say, do what Missouri's doing. Do what Missouri's doing. Just copy them. Just copy them. It's, it's not that hard. You don't, have to come, you don't have to think of anything. You can go to their website, see what their plan is, and go, that's what we're going to do. 
Okay. So, to a point, they've gotten to that. I would also open it up for being able to get more doe tags on public lands to be able to have uh, access to be able to kill more does, especially for kids that but, are 16. But there's not any 16. deer out there hardly. And if people want to mm. see more deer, and that's the goal is you want to see more deer, we've got to restrict the number of does that you take because otherwise you won't have any deer to see. Well, that's not necessarily true. <clears throat> if they had a, a, a real true tag system, like I told them, I asked them to copy Missouri, where you get a tag and you affix it to the leg of the deer that you are done with, and when you go to the processor or whatever it is that you're doing, they take the rest of your license for that deer, they peel it off, and they stick it on the top of the clipboard when they do your meat order or whatever it is. So when you get your meat back and everything, you get that tag back, expired, done. They put a little uh, stamp on it so it says that it's done, so you can't hand it off to somebody else. And then that way they can go by county, by county, by county, by county, and know that they shot 500 deer in Jonathan County. They shot 200 deer over in uh, in that Bill George County, and they killed 1,000 deer in Braden Gun County. So let's reduce the number in Braden Gun County, increase the number over in Bill George County, and keep the numbers the way they are over in Jonathan's County because they didn't even meet the, meet the quota for what our biologists say. They're allowed to take uh, at least 1,000 out of there, and they only got to 300. You know, that way they know each and every one how many deer were taken out of what county so they can issue either more or less tags in each one of those counties. So when you go to the website, you can look at it and go, well, there's, like you do with gator tags, you can go, hey, there's 29 doe tags still available in Jonathan County. I'm going to buy two doe tags and go to Jonathan County and shoot it. And then if you go to Jonathan County, you get your two does, and I go, hey, there's 16 still available in Bill George County. I'm going to go there and get two deer, two deer there or one deer or whatever. And then, oh, uh, Brayden Gun County is still closed. They're all done, all of them, because they only allowed so many this year. Don't you think that's a good idea? I'm not opposed to it. I'm, my question is to you, if you had an opportunity to talk to them about all the changes. I have want. sent every single one of those words to those people multiple times. Nothing else you'd change. Oh, yeah, there's a list. Yeah. Right a That's list? what I'm asking Are you for. writing a list? Yes, I'm writing yeah, a list. Yeah, he actually is. Well, then I'll get back to you in just a second. The other one, well, don't even give me I'll Get me started when we get back, okay? Okay. All That's right. what I said. Braden, State of the Union dress coming. Second hour, here we go. We're going to start it off with some fireworks. It's going to be good. I'm already tired. We'll be back.